Welcome back to the Fast Break, episode 150, the final episode of season one. Uh, Aaron, how does it feel to be done with one season? Uh, I don't know what to say, really. I mean, I didn't think we expected to get this far. Uh, just kind of decided one day we might as well try it out. And uh, I think our highest listened to episode has like 25 listens, but I'd say that's a, a, a pretty good start. I think we're averaging like five yep. listens per episode, but we've done 150. So uh, I, I think it's been more fun uh, than anything. Just uh, interesting to finally have a place to put our thoughts into. And I think uh, looking back, we've had a lot of great moments and great episodes to look back on. Couldn't have said it any better. So if you're one of our five listeners, be ready for some changes or some reverting back to some past um, fun memories as we start season two next week. But um, today we're going to be going over briefly thoughts on game six of the finals and just the future outlook for the Bucks and Suns after this NBA finals. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a great game six. Giannis, one of the greatest closeout uh, performances of all time. I love when I say greatest ever because I've only been following the NBA for like five years, but you know, like you just throw that on anything, even though I, I, I didn't watch uh, 40 of the first uh, NBA finals more than that, but the honest, yeah, 50 points tied for the most ever uh, was uh, really great as he was the whole series. Sons also just not great. I mean, Frank Kaminsky got more minutes than he had the whole series, but it was the, the last game and uh, it was actually pretty close. Giannis did hit his free throws, just kind of pulled ahead. Uh, had some uh, great Bobby Portis moments and just a classic finals overall. Yeah, Chris Paul's uh, turnover was did continue a little bit. Um, yeah, Giannis was one of the greatest performances I've I've ever seen in any basketball game. To close that out, really silenced all the doubters who um, were still saying he had issues shooting the ball, and he really went from uh, Shaq at the free throw line to Curry in the matter of two games. Uh, in all-time efficient performance, he was 16 to 25 from from the field, 17 and 19 from the free throw line, and one of three from from distance. Also added 14 rebounds uh, in the in the NBA Finals defense and closing out the rebounds very important. So, um, this is an all-out great performance. You know, I was watching some Olympic basketball today. It was uh, France versus Czech Republic. Had to support my man Rudy Gobert out there, but you just see these guys miss free throws, and it's always like. My my uh, relatives were asking because I was at my grandparents' house, like, how, why do these guys miss free throws ever? Like, it's their job to score, to play basketball, and yet the one shot they know they're going to take, they still miss shots. And I, I guess with Giannis, it's, he showed that he can make them. He was 16 for 17 and then 17 for 19 as he was one one of two at his, at his last shot. But it makes you wonder if this whole thing was mental, just kind of getting made fun of the whole year, people counting, and uh, just kind of showed them up. I wonder how many more uh, incredible performances he could have had this year if he had made his free throws. I mean, if you're shooting 50% in your free throws, your numbers are going to be slightly reduced. But he was still really good, and uh, it just shows that the Bucks just could keep going. I mean, they failed in the playoffs year after year, but they just didn't blow it up, and they kept pushing forward. And it, it looked like Bud, Coach Bud was going to get fired like two, two series ago. I mean, if they lose to the Nets – I would say there's serious consideration on whether his job is on the line, but uh, now there's no way the Bucks fire him anytime soon. And he actually made some pretty good adjustments there. Uh, they try, they played the three big lineup with Giannis, Brooke Lopez, and Bobby Portis. They hadn't played that a single time in the entire regular season. They pulled it out in Game Six, and it seemed to work fine. So, yeah, just real, really good uh, series for them. I don't want to 
kind of trash on the Suns at this point, but they, they just kind of fell apart kind of uh, a little bit. They were just kind of trailing the whole game and kind of made it close towards the end, but uh, never really uh, anything in question for the Bucks. Yeah, you know, uh, free throws really as a whole, it's all mental because for NBA players, a mid-range 15-foot jump shot is pretty much a lot, especially uncontested. It's all just mental. You, you've got time to think about it. You're all told to have a routine, really deep breath. When If they just caught the ball and took a jump shot, it'd probably go in the majority of the time. Um, so it, it's, it's, it's really, if you think about it, it is weird how those guys miss it. But, I mean, you're always going to miss jump shots at some point. But it was good to see him. In my opinion, it was cool to see a guy that you know that you know is putting in the work uh, at that one specific uh, spot of the game uh, do well. And uh, your what you said about Coach Bud is true. I was almost certain going into the playoffs that they did not win the title. Even if they got there, his he was going to be fired. Um, I didn't think it was it would, it would have been the right decision because I don't think anybody else can do a better job there with his relationships with Holiday, Middleton, and Giannis. But it seemed like that was the direction the organization was headed. So um, you're right. And also about him making some various in-game adjustments. I always thought of him uh, more as a player's coach, but did did a very good job uh, on the fly, making some adjustments after going down 0-2 to Phoenix. Yeah, I mentioned them playing all their bigs. I mean, their entire strategy the whole time was just to pound inside and make, make those plays where – kind of playing the, that old-school basketball. They only made six threes in the entire game six, which you never see, especially I'm pretty sure this team, you, it, it was either last year or the beginning of this year, they, they set the single-game record for three-pointers. So it seemed like they were maybe going in that modern direction, even with Giannis not really hitting threes. But at the same time, they, they knew what they could rely on and it ended up working for them. The uh, Suns bigs just really couldn't compete. I mean uh, – DeAndre Ayton just was not did not play very good in Game Six. Just kind of showed his age. I, I'm not saying the pressure necessarily got to him. I just think uh, he had played so well earlier. A bad game is probably going to uh, end up coming at some point, and it just kind of came at the wrong time. Yeah, I still think Ayton had a very good series, proving that uh, he should not be uh, understated as part of that 2018 draft class. He was very good. Um, Booker was very good with his back-to-back 40-point games. Um, really, Chris Paul, even though it would have been his finals MVP, was probably the most underwhelming and not the sole reason they lost. But I think if he was better, this series could have gone seven and possibly tilted it in the Suns' favor. Oh, man, my bad. All right. Yeah, Chris Paul was not not very good the whole series, really. I, I think that we had mentioned earlier that he was kind of a lock for finals MVP if the Suns won, just kind of the narrative and everything. But Devin Booker, on the other hand, was really good. I mean, he was so good, but it just was not enough. Chris Paul just needed to be kind of average, or average for him at least. He didn't need to go above and beyond, and uh, he, he just couldn't even give it there. I'm not sure if he was having problems with his hand or something. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if he tries to go anywhere in free agency. He's got a decision to make. He can either accept the $40 million extension, which a couple of years ago seemed uh, ludicrous that he would even ever uh, consider declining it but the thing is now uh, he can potentially accept a longer term deal which will give him more money in the long run so we'll see what happens I can't see him uh, just going straight to a team like the Lakers for uh, any chance of winning I think he's a player who cares about uh, what people think about him and what his legacy will be so I think the Suns have a good chance of running it back although the West will definitely be tough uh, next year 
a lot of teams coming back, namely the Warriors, who hopefully can get better. But, uh, yeah, it'll be a tough road for the Suns next year. It will really be a tough road for both teams next year, uh, even the Bucks with uh, the Nets likely being the finals favorite for next year. All right, so I guess as we wrap up season one, give me your NBA finals prediction and your MVP prediction for next season. Oh, boy, on the spot, uh, planning nine months in advance. Um, I'm going to say Nets win the finals, and because uh, I have no idea what's going to happen in the West, I'm going to say the Jazz go to the finals so that I can always back up on that so, because even though it's a, probably a terrible idea um, and I seriously doubt they have a chance, there's no other team that has a better chance, right? Like, there's no obvious pick. Like, you can pick the clip, pick the Clippers, but who knows what Kawhi's ACL is? The Nuggets, uh, I've, I don't think Jokic will be that good again. And who knows what Murray, what state Murray's going to be in? He's probably going to miss the first half of the year. The Lakers have shown what potential age problems they're having, and uh, with outside of Anthony Davis and LeBron, they have no one. Uh, and I'm not sure who else is even left there. Like the Warriors, maybe, but Clay's first year back. Not sure if he's having any issues. Uh, he doesn't really need his legs. He's just a shooter, maybe at this point. Uh, but I went down probably the top five or six teams there. Uh, I'm not sure what team is. There's no. There's no obvious pick. You you you're basically taking a shot in the dark. So I'm just gonna go with the Jazz here. But I think the safest pick is to take the Nets. I think they're the best team. I think other than injuries, they would have won this year and I plan on them winning again next year. Yeah, I've got the Nets over the Hawks in the Eastern Conference Finals. I have the Warriors over the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. Warriors? I've got the Warriors winning the title again. Oh. Um, You know what? I was meaning to cover this, but I I correctly predicted the Bucs would win the NBA title this year from the beginning. I believe in episode, episode one, 150 episodes ago, the fast break. I was wrong in MVP, but I was correct with the Bucks winning the title. Kind of uh, outlandish, and it was my gut, even though I didn't feel it was going to be right at that point. Um, it's the same thing with the Warriors here. Steph Curry is looking great all year. Uh, I think the type of player Clay Thompson is, I don't think I think he'll come back to form uh, after injury. Uh, two lottery picks, James Wiseman making the jump. Um, I'm still high on Andrew Wiggins. I think if that you can package Kelly Oubre. Um, in a future first, get get some other pieces scoring. Um, the defense, the defense is the one important question, but uh, I think Golden State's the way to go here. I mean, it's crazy, but considering you actually somehow landed the the Bucks pick, I I can't go against it. I think you're right. Clay Thompson should be fine. It's crazy injured back to back ACLs though. Actually, I'm not sure if the person was an ACL, but uh, Achilles. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, but um. They do have two uh, lottery picks. I mean, they can either package those for something. Uh, James Wiseman didn't work out too well last year, so maybe they can try to get something for him. But, I mean, they're going to be in contention. Draymond wasn't great this year, but he'll be back uh, with the the same three there as their core. So, I mean, they have a chance. The West is going to be really tough next year. Yeah, I mean, even if you think about that, what they throw, the two first-round picks this year, um, James Wiseman and then the future first. You could probably get a third star with that. Bradley Beal? There's someone in the option. There's got to be uh, some team selling out there. Ben so. Simmons? Yeah, you could, you could go that route. Simmons would fit that team very well, I think, because although Curry's been a point guard for a while, he's actually naturally off the ball. So is Clay Thompson. Um, and the only problem is that they do that, though. They don't have much depth. So 
they've got they've got some options there. Uh, so give me your MVP next year, just right uh, straight oh, up. Oh man, ah, we've had three international MVPs in a row. Uh, so this could be a trend. What international guys do we have left? We go with Embiid. Uh, we could always go with a classic pick. We got LeBron, Kevin Durant. I picked Damian Lillard last year. He's always in the conversation, but it was uh, not really, not really there. Oh man, this is tough. Um, I'm gonna go. Oh my gosh, I have no idea what to do. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Kevin Durant. I think the Nets get the one seed. I think that the Nets are my title favorite. I think that uh, he, he's just going to be so incredible. It's going to be impossible to pick anyone else. Uh, the only problem is he has two other top 10 players on his team, and uh, they may take some of the shine away. But I, I, th- this one's even more of a shot in the dark than uh, uh, finals is. I mean, finals, you at least are like one for 10 at least. MVP, it's like one out of like 30 chance. So uh you didn't get Giannis uh as your finals pick last year or MVP pick last year I don't think many people picked Jokic so uh what is your pick though I'm gonna make it four straight international a year later than most I'm going with Luca this year because they haven't made many changes to the roster um but one more year under his belt I think he's gotten better um, I think he can lead them to a top four seed in the West, which is pretty much what Jokic needed to get it done. He'll have insane numbers again. Um, the West should be healthier since there'll be a longer offseason, so that'll, uh, in the eyes of the voters, probably be a more challenging year for him um, to get a high seed. I think if he does that, he he'll be up there, and I think uh, he's got a very solid chance. That's the only guy. Him and LeBron are the only guys you can really go with and say you you know they're going to have a chance to get it. You know, I actually really like that pick, but uh, you, you think they stick with Christoph Sprzingis and get a top four seed? Uh, I'm not sure. They they might make a move. I, I definitely would try to make a move. I even think a couple future firsts and maybe some role players could be more valuable to them than spending the money on Kristaps right now because he is not um, providing much. He plays like a seven foot. He's seven foot three, but plays like he's six foot one, really. I mean, the story for them last year was how they had no depth. They had a couple players kind of try to step up, but it was really the Luka show, and they still were really good. So uh, I don't mind that pick. I think uh, he definitely has a shot. All right. That should do it for season one as a whole. I'm going to look up uh, how many hours or days we have recorded so far, and I'll bring that to you when we start season two next week. We're going to have some new – series and lists as we uh, go through the offseason in the next few months. Uh, I believe we're about three months away from uh, the NBA kicking up once again. So looking forward to that. Thanks for being with us through season one, and we will see you tomorrow.